I asked the Lord in between service what he wanted tonight. He said, finish what you started. And I want to do it tonight in honor of our brother and his service for the Lord. Uh, I know he embarrassed him. Uh, these things happen. God has a reason for all things. But thank you, brother, for your service and helping me this morning. Uh, God bless your heart for that. I love you. And don't you love our young people? Amen. I love our servicemen and women and what they mean to us. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 6 tonight. Hebrews chapter 6. We're going to have a workout tonight. Let's stand again <laughs> for the reading of God's Word. His Word is precious. It's a lamp to our feet, food for our soul. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Don't want to miss a thing tonight. But beloved, we are persuaded better things of you and things that are accompanied salvation through though we thus speak. Listen to verse 10. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love which ye have showed towards his name and that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. You can be seated tonight. As I said this morning, we see in Second Peter, he tells us there in chapter 3 that we're to stir up our pure minds. And we were stirred this morning by the Word of God, and He wants me to help stir you tonight on a thought that the Lord gave me this week, uh, and I entitled the message, We Will Remember. As our former president, Ronald Reagan, spoke to us this morning, and we played the video of how we will remember the great sacrifice that our men and women have paid in the ultimate price of giving their lives. Even tonight, if you'll think about it, there's men and women on the battlefield fighting for you and I. For over 250 years, America has been at war of some kind. They have fought in some kind of way in, in foreign lands or in some kind of conflict. We have been at war. And in the Old Testament, you can read how God ordained war many times. And He used war to get His point across and get things done. I never believe in my heart that God made man to kill one another. I do not believe that at all. But God has ordained war at times to take place. We're to stand in these last days as children of God. We are in a war. Whether you believe it or not, as children of God, we are in a war tonight. We are in a war for our testimony. We are in a war for our convictions. We are in a war to be a church and to make a stand. They are working even now to try to get into the presidency in this next election so they can come against the church, against our stand, against same-sex marriage and take away our right to stand against that. They want to take away our rights to stand against sin. Do we hate those that are of same-sex marriage? No, we do not. We love them with the love of Christ and we'll preach them the Word of God. Are they living in sin? You better believe they're living in sin. 
Is it a sin for a man to love a man and a woman to love a woman? You better believe it is. It's a sin in God's Word, and we will stand against it. We must remember what the Word of God said. If you'll fall, if you'll not stand for God, you'll fall for anything. If you won't make a stand of what's right in your home and right in your life, the devil will creep right in. You'll go along with anything, and you'll fall with the deceived, is what the Bible says. Work out your own salvation with what? Fear and trembling, the Bible says. It's not to be taken lightly. You shouldn't take the politician's word for it. You shouldn't take your neighbor's word for it. Don't take my word for it. Take what thus saith the word of God, and you'll go right in life. When he calls sin, sin, it's sin. When he said it was wrong for these things to happen, it's wrong then and it's wrong now. God has not changed his word. God does not change. He's the same today and forevermore. Can I get a witness? You and I change every day. We change our mind every minute. We change our clothes. We change the way we look. We change the house that we live in. We trade cars. We trade money. We're changing all the time. But I'm glad I serve a sovereign God. That never changes, amen. He's the same forevermore. I'm glad He's one person. He's one man. He's one God that I can depend on that will never change, amen. We must remember what He's done for us and what He can do for us. God is moving in our lives. Number one, we must remember the sacrifice that's been made for you and I. They've been a great sacrifice. Look at verse 10. He said, For God is not unrighteous to forget your works and labor of love. You and I have worked in the ministry and we have travailed for the Lord and sacrificed for the Lord. And there have been many times things have happened in your life that you've been put down, lied upon, and hurt and discouraged along the way. But I'm glad that God holds you in His hand. God knows every tear you've ever cried. He knows every heartache that you've ever went through. He knows the sacrifices you've made for His name. And He will not forget them. He told me to tell you, he's not forgot a thing. He knows what you've been through. I tell my family all the time, if you'll give it time, time will work it out. If you'll leave it alone and let God take care of it, time will work it out. You give God time, he'll work it in his time. All the sacrifice that you're making for him, he'll work it out in his time. You have to trust him for that. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, listen what he said. We give thanks to God always for you all. And I give God thanks for you all here tonight. Making mention of you in our prayers. I like during the week to pray for each and every one of you. I like to pray for your children. I like to pray for your jobs. I like to pray about what you're going through. Ask God to help you, God to move upon you. I'm constantly going through these pews in my mind because everybody's got a certain place they like to sit. So I'm thinking about where you sit and I'm saying, God, would you help them? Lord, would you meet their needs? And maybe you've talked to me, shared something with me that you're going through. And I'm praying about that. I like to mention to God on your behalf of the sacrifice you made that's what I want to pray about but in verse 3 he says remembering without ceasing your works of faith and the labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God and our Father everybody here may not pat you on the back 
but God knows the sacrifice that you've made. When you've come and labored here and nobody knowed anything about it, God wrote it down, what you've done. Amen? No matter if it's been a big thing or a little thing. You may have been here one day and you came in, there was nobody here. They may have been some paper strolled out through the floor. And you said, you know what? I don't want the house of God to look that way. I ain't got time to pick it up. I need to be somewhere else. But you know what? I'm going to sacrifice and I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to straighten this place up for the Lord while I'm here. God knows all about that. He knows about the sacrifice you've made. And he'll bless you for that. But that's the little bitty things. I'm talking about things like when you've done all that you can do and you've tried to help people along the way and you're trying to do it in the name of the Lord and all you get done is be put down and talked about and ridiculed and nobody appreciates it. I'm telling you, God has kept a record of the sacrifice you've made. God knows what you've done. And one day, (laughs) He'll bring it back to your remembrance. Especially when it's changed people's lives. He'll say, remember when? You made that sacrifice for me. And because you did that, here's what happened. And God will show you on that day. There's a lot of things we've worked for the Lord and done for the Lord. And we don't know how it's paid off or what it's done for people. But God has kept a record of it. He's not forgot one single thing that you've ever done. Revelations 2, 2, the Bible says, I know thy works. He knows who you are and what you're doing, church. He appreciates what you've done tonight, sacrificing coming out to his house. He knows what you've done and your labor and patience and how that thou couldst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say that they are apostles and are not and have found them to be liars. He knows that you've tried to pray for people and you've done your work and you've sacrificed your time to be there for support and things have fell apart god knows about your sacrifice we must not forget what god has done he's not forgot you and just like those that are laboring in the battlefield we never we never 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 need to forget what they've done tomorrow is actually veterans day We are celebrating it today, remembering it today as a church. But tomorrow, you ought to go out of your way to thank a veteran. You ever seen those older gentlemen out in the marketplace wearing their Vietnam caps? And the devil will tell you, well, they're probably just wearing that cap. They probably wasn't even in Vietnam. I'm sure them men wear those caps with pride to represent what they've done. I'd take the time and walk up and say, sir, did you serve in Vietnam? Yeah, I sure did. Can I shake your hand? Thank you for your service. Yeah. It don't take just a minute to be kind. Amen. We need to remember what they've done. Our problem is we're too busy in this day of time. We're busy from one end to the other. We got to run here. We got to run there. We can't do nothing but be focused on what we're doing for ourselves. We need to set ourselves aside, get our sights focused on what God wants out of our life and do that and remember what he's done for us. I'm telling you, we need to remember the sacrifice. Number two, we must remember the price that has been paid. We won't forget the price that was paid in World War I and in World War II, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, Desert Shield, and Desert Storm. These are just a few wars that I wanted to mention 
today that we need not to forget what, what has happened. In these conflicts, they've been 1,156,121 men and women killed in these conflicts. Think about that for just a minute. This number that's here tonight, this is just a drop, not even a drop to compare to that. 1,156,121 men and women killed in these conflicts. But yet, we have got comfortable as a church and as a nation, and we have tend to forget the price I'm talking about fathers that'll never father children. Children that'll grow up without daddies. Children that'll grow up without mommies. Families that'll never be whole again. That there's always a hole there. And every Veterans Day, every Memorial Day, every Independence Day, they're reminded of that great sacrifice. And we need not to forget what they have paid for us and give us the right to be here tonight to lift up our hands and shout and praise God. They paid the price so we could have this freedom. We need not to forget the price. Today there are around the world, there's 20.4 20, 20. million U.S. veterans, according to the data from the Depart Department of Veterans Affairs, which represents only 10% of the population of America. 20.4 million veterans that are living right now. I don't think we have an excuse that we can't think of veteran. Tomorrow, you're going to run into one of those 20.4 million. Somewhere, you'll see a veteran tomorrow. What are you going to do? Are you going to remember? Are you going to remember the sacrifice and the price that they paid? Or are you just going to walk right on by? It's because of them that you can walk on by. If we lived in a foreign land, we wouldn't have this blessing that we got tonight. There's people over in foreign lands right now would love to have the Word of God. There's people in foreign lands right now that are smuggling the Word of God. There's people in foreign lands that get one page of the Word of God and they hide that page into a place where nobody knows so that every now and again they can pull that page out and read God's Word. Imagine having one page of the Bible. This would be an awful good page to have, Hebrews chapter 6. But could you imagine only having Hebrews chapter 6, this one page, and not having the rest of it? What would you do? Would you be in your comfort seat right now, wearing your comfortable clothes and being content like we are tonight? Or would you be going after the Word of God? Would you be wanting to get around somebody that could tell you about the Word of God, preach to you the Word of God? Could we remember what has been paid, what the sacrifice has been given for us to be here tonight and to have the Word of God before us? Church, we ought to lift up our hands and thank God and bless God for all that He's done. We are a sport nation. That's what we are. And we ought to be ashamed at times of what we've been through and, and how that we have just let down the price that has been paid. You can drive down this holler. You can drive down the main road. Every now and again, you might see a flag on a porch. Every now and again. Well, I don't want to be controversial. I'm afraid I'll offend somebody. Offend them! That flag stands for you. It stands for our freedom. Stand up for something! 
It's awful quiet in here tonight. I'm a pure-blooded, redded American tonight. And I do get offended when people desecrate the flag and disrespect the soldiers and disrespect our country. I have a problem with it. As a man of God, as a child of God, as a Christian, as a father, as a husband, as a man, I have a problem with that. And he tells me to shout it from the rooftops and that's why I'm preaching the way that I am tonight. I don't want to forget the sacrifice and I don't want to forget the price that has been paid for liberty for me and my family. 2 Timothy chapter 5. Paul says, for I am now ready. He's talking about a price. I'm talking about a man of God that labored for the Lord. Now he's been through everything. He's telling young Timothy, he said, I am now ready to be offered, and my departure is at hand. <laughs> I have fought a good fight. <laughs> Ain't that what you want to say? I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course, and I have kept the faith. He goes on to say, henceforth is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Not for me only, but for all of them. <laughs> that love and serve him, amen? I'll tell you what, it's something to make you get happy about. I'm not, I'm not for God. I remember the price that has been paid for me. When you think about the Scriptures and the prices that have been paid, you can see it over in Matthew chapter 14. We see Herod having a birthday. He's all happy and celebrating. John the Baptist has been out preaching like a wild man. They've even called him a wild man. He's standing for the cause of Christ. He's standing up. He's bold for God. And, uh, and here we see Herod. He's having this party, his birthday party. And, uh, and his wife here lets his daughter dance before him. And he pleases him so much. He said, I'll give you whatever you want. And that wicked mother talked that daughter into. said, ask for John the Baptist's head and that's exactly what she told the king Herod and he said go behead him and that's exactly what happened John lost his head over it <laughs> but could you imagine preaching all that time doing all that work for the Lord but he remembered what he was headed for <laughs> he's like boys where's the chopping block let's go and when that old thing came down and chopped his head off within seconds it's all made better. Why, it's awful. I'm talking about a price that is paid when you stand up. We need to remember. And the Bible goes right on to tell us over in Acts chapter 7 about another man that stood bold for Christ. He rebuked some of them and <laughs> told them about their unbelief of the Lord Jesus Christ. His name was Stephen. He stood up and, and rebuked them there. And they got so mad they wanted to bite on him and rip their clothes and everything. Wanted to kill him. And that's exactly what they did. They stoned him to death there. Stephen. And as he knelt down there and they began to throw the rocks, he looked up and said, Lord, hold not this sin to their charge. I wonder if you and I could do that. Somebody was taking your life. If we could say, died for the cause of Christ. We need to remember the price that has been paid that we can set in these pews. This didn't come free of charge. Vickers didn't come together and be formed as a church free of charge. There was a price that was paid. 
our men and women that are serving, they're paying the price that we could be here tonight. There's no chains on that door. There's nobody running through the door with a, with a assault rifle right now. We're not living in fear. We're living in wicked times. It could happen. But we ain't having to lock the place down like Fort Knox and things of that nature. I can remember a time when we went to Cleveland, Ohio to sing one time. My brother-in-laws are sitting on this front row. They can vouch me to be the truth tonight. Here we was, a bunch of hicks from the sticks. <laughs> and this old 69 model bus that didn't run half the time, but God run it up and down the road for us. Here we head into Cleveland, Ohio. We're looking for a place called Power Ministries. What a name. We're going to sing. We're going to go present the gospel. Because we remember the price that's been paid for us. So these bunch of hicks from the sticks decided to go to the big city and try to tell somebody about Jesus. So we pull up front, curbside, storefront, church. There's a laundromat on one side and a bar on the other. I'm not telling the truth. And we pull up wondering if we're in the right place and this woman staggers out. Come on in, come on in. And I'm waving, no, no, that's not what we're here for. She's wanting us in the bar. She's always uh, the entertainment for the night. <laughs> now all of a sudden, the middle door cracks open. And a man looks out. Here they come out. The deacons come out. One comes out the door, one locks the door. And he comes out to the bus and says, Yeah, we're the group. We're here to say, we want you to pull around back. So we pull the bus around back. They send out the deacons and people of the church, did they not, to guard our bus and walk us from the bus in the building, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That's how dangerous it was. And while we, every time we go in the building, they'd lock the door behind us and shut it. We'd go in, set up, go back out. They'd unlock the door, let us back out, walk all the way to the bus with us, go right back. And we did this over and over until we got everything in. I'm talking about a dangerous time. We go in and sing and minister the gospel and their deacons are out there guarding our bus the whole time we're out there. We go back in the back of the foyer back here to uh, sell our product and things of that nature and they have to unlock the door and let people out and lock the door back. Let them out and lock the door back. People knock on the door, won't in. They'd unlock the door, let them in, lock the door back. I'm telling you what, I can remember the price that has been paid so I can have this freedom tonight. Never take for granted what we have here at Vickers. It could be that dangerous here. But here was an old-timey preacher from Kentucky. Went to Cleveland, Ohio to pastor this storefront church in the worst part of the city. I'm talking about a city that when I drove through it, I passed the, the place up. And got on the east side and a police officer run up beside the bus and pulled in front of me and stopped the bus and said, where are you headed? I said, we're looking for power ministries. He said, it ain't this way. Turn around right here and go back. You don't need to go on down there. They'll take the bus from you. I'm talking about that's how dangerous it was. That could happen right here. When least you expect it and take it all for granted, it could happen right here. We need to be thankful and remember the prices that have been paid, all the sacrifice that has been made for us to be here at this church tonight. 
and to lift our hands and bless His holy name. We need to remember what God has done. Luke 23 and 33. Can you remember what happened? Let's look. And when we were come to the place which is called Calvary, there they crucified Him. Who are we talking about? Can you remember? Can I take you back for just a minute? Some of you have been saved a long time. Anybody been saved longer than 45 years? 50 years? 60 years? So for 50 years, can you remember that day when the Lord came into your life? Can you remember how good it was? How excited you was? What's changed? He ain't changed. We've changed. We've got complacent. And we have forgotten the sacrifice and the price that has been paid. And when they came to the place which is called Calvary, there they crucified Him. I'm not talking about Hollywood. I'm talking about for you. He died that you could live. He died that our men and women can serve like they're serving. All this was ordained by God. And we've taken it for granted. And God giving me this message and speaking to me about this message, His main thing for me to tell you is we need to remember. It's good to have the shouting services. It's good to see people coming. It's good to see everything happening. Parking lot's full. The building's full. These things are wonderful. But if we forget what He's done and take it for granted, we are wasting our time. You know what we're doing? We're just filling a seat. He's telling me to tell you that you need to think upon these things this week. You need to remember the price that has been paid. It doesn't matter if you've been saved 30, 40, 50 years. He's the same like the first day you met Him. You know, He, he anxiously waits to speak with you every morning. When you wake up, He's right there. He's want, he wants to communicate with you. He wants to spend time with you in His Word. He wants to show you some things. You know, when we've got things new, and, and i got something new I want to show my daughter, and she's never seen it before. I can't wait, because I'm like, I can't wait for her to come in. I want to show her how this thing works. Honey, look how good this is. This ought to make you excited. And it makes me excited to do that. Do you know the Lord's the same way? He wants to help you remember what He's done. And to stir up that pure mind in you. And say, get excited, be happy, because I'm still alive. I'm still on the throne. I'm still making a way. I'm watching over the veterans. I'm watching over your family. God will make a way for you if you'll seek Him first. Say, yes, Lord, I want to start my day with you. Why? Because I can remember the price that has been paid. Have you thought about that lately? The price that has been paid. Church, we need not to forget 
naturally and spiritually. We are going to honor our veterans and remember them today and tomorrow and, and, and be nice and, and be reverent to our country and to our flag and, and have great respect and salute them and thank them. Not, but what are we doing for Christ? Have we got so comfortable that we have forgotten what's really going on? You know what would be good tonight? I wonder how comfortable we'd be if we was outside in the parking lot right now, sitting on the hard top. Not in this good warm church. It's so quiet in here, you could hear a rat run across the carpet. But I promise you, if we was out there, we'd be remembering how good that church was, how warm that church is. I want to get inside that church, boy. It's nice inside of there. Don't forget what God has done. And take it for granted. Could be gone just like that. In my closing remarks, I remember many churches. Full one Sunday, empty the next. That's how the devil works. You know how that happens? When I get involved. When I want it my way. When I try to be so self-centered and say, I want it my way, I can mess it all up. I need to remember what He's done and what He wants to do. And say, Lord, if I need to get totally out of the way, I'll stand in the corner, Lord, let somebody else, because I can remember what you've done and what you want to do. Lord, have your way. Who Use whoever wants to be here. Whatever you're doing, God, use them. Because I remember that's what you want. I just want to be a help, Lord. Let me help some way. Let me be a support. Hide me, Lord. Nobody sees me. Let me pray for them. God, help me be the one to encourage them. Instead of being the one step up front so everybody can see, look at me. I figured it'd get quiet about this time real bad. We need to remember the price that has been paid. God has given us some great people here at the church and they're doing a great work for the Lord. Have you thanked somebody in this church lately? Have you thanked a Sunday school teacher? Have you thanked Brother Aaron for the, all the hard work he does in the music ministry? Have you thanked one of these teachers that come, they study every week, they teach your children, they teach your grandchildren, they teach your teenagers. Have you thanked them lately? How about our youth leaders? How about our sound men? Nobody ever thanks them. They're hid back there in that hole and nobody even knows they're back there. Thank you for turning the mics on and we can hear the pastor and we can hear the singers and all that. And they're putting the stuff up on the board and they're running the scriptures and they're running the songs and all that. And that technology that God's blessed us with. Can you remember when we didn't have it? Look what God has done. Can you remember when there was only 30 people in this building and no one else? Look what God has done. He said to tell you all you need to remember what He's done. It's not been because of me. It's not been because of you. It's all been because of him. Every one of you all be shouting tonight. He's the one that's done it. And the only way we're going to see God do great and mighty things in this church is if we'll remember who he is, the sacrifice he has given, and the price that has been paid. We will see God turn this thing around. Let's stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed.